It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch this show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you you don't miss a single episode of the show and be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where every single friday i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions here on locked on panthers to participate in this friday's edition of the weekly friday mailbag either at me or dm me on twitter at julian council i've often said to y'all that the nfl is a week-to-week league you can't make grand statements one week because they could change entirely The next, like narratives, as we've seen here in Carolina over the last two weeks. Matt Rule gets fired. Season's basically over. Go ahead and tank it. Steve Wilkes, he's an interim head coach, but does he really have a chance at all? Who should be the starting quarterback? Should Baker come in when he's healthy? Should it be Sam Darnold? I'm out here tweeting out a photo of Sam Darnold in a Panthers uniform saying Sammy Savior, of course, in jest, because Sam Darnold's not the savior of any franchise. He might be if you're looking for the number one overall pick, which many fans out there listen to the show and in Carolina Panthers nation, if you want to call it that, certainly want that to be the case. But the narratives have changed week to week here in Carolina, and that's how it happens all across the National Football League, especially in this 2022 season where we're not quite sure who's actually good. Maybe there's three, four teams that might legitimately get good, but everybody else pretty much on the same plane, which is why we're having the conversation now about Steve Wilkes and his chance to potentially be the full-time head coach here in Carolina. Two weeks ago, when Steve Wilkes was named the interim head coach in Carolina, not too many people, including myself and probably you, listening and watching this show right now, gave him much of an opportunity to earn a full-time job. I said... Yesterday's problems are still today's problems. What were those problems? Well, your offense was the worst in the NFL. And it still is one of the worst offenses in the NFL despite Sunday's 173-yard rushing performance by guys like P.J. Walker. And, of course, the two-headed monster, if we want to call him that, the new smash and dash of Chuba Hubbard and of Deontay Foreman. And P.J. Walker put out the best quarterback performance that we've seen the last two years here in Carolina. Bravo by P.J. Walker. I think he was the highest-rated quarterback in Week 7 in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Great job by P.J. All of that was somewhat, not somewhat, but absolutely surprising, considering the week prior, Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo, the Panthers' O.C., did not give P.J. Walker an opportunity to do anything at all offensively, and that led me to believe that, all right, he doesn't trust P.J., 
Whenever Baker, Sam's healthy, he's going to roll with those guys and likely Sam Darnold considering the implications of Baker Mayfield plays 70% of the snaps this year at the quarterback position as far as it pertains to the 2024 draft. So I would not expect to have seen Baker Mayfield with Sam Darnold. And if that would be the case, and the Panthers obviously would not end up being a very good team. Now, let's be honest. Not too much has really changed after the Panthers' one-on-one start under Steve Wilkes here in this interim era. They had an impressive one on Sunday, 21-3 against the Buccaneers. The odds are still very much against him to earn the starting or earn the full-time head coaching job here in Carolina. Let's go back to that Monday when Matt Rule was fired and what Panthers owner David Tepper said that Wilkes would have to do an incredible job to even be considered for the full-time job here in Carolina because it looks like David Tepper, according to a lot of reports, is looking for an offensive wonderkin to come in here and be the Carolina Panthers head coach. What did I say to you all yesterday, though? Oftentimes, we like to talk about getting a young OC to be the head coach. And we talk about, hey, how good of a a play caller are they or X's and O's. We don't necessarily talk about the leadership aspect that really is going to have to come into play whenever someone takes over a head coaching job. And we've seen plenty of coaches who were great offensive minds that turn out to not be great head coaches. So should that really be top of mind for David Tepper, I understand that you have to get another quarterback, and that is what the likely thing that's going to happen in the 2023 draft. The Carolina Panthers will take a quarterback in the first round. You would like to pair them with a young head coach who has an offensive background. That has been the trend here in the NFL, and the NFL is all about trends. But if Steve Wilkes proves that he is a leader of men, which we've already seen, this team has rallied around him over the past week. Steve Wilkes talked about how they had to make that leap, and on Saturday night before the game on Sunday, he showed them a highlight tape of all the past divisional games that they played against the Saints and the Bucks and the Falcons and how important those games are and what this team was able to do in 2013 and 14 and 15 to win back-to-back-to-back NFC South titles and trying to bottle up what happened in the past and to bring that to the current situation and for the Panthers to go out there and do what they did on Sunday. Shaq Thompson came out and spoke to Joe Person on Monday, and Joe wrote about it on Tuesday morning, saying how Shaq Thompson really wants to get Steve Wilkes his job, that Steve Wilkes got effed over, according to his words, in Arizona, which is why Wilkes is suing the Cardinals and the league for its hiring practices. And let's not sit here and dismiss that David Tepper, when you look at the the diversity of the hires in the NFL, how he's not one of the people who has been complicit in the lack of black coaches here in the NFL. He takes Matt Rule, who has really no NFL background, and hires him because he's from the same area as him. He reminds himself of Matt Rule, reminded him of himself, and that Matt Rule dressed like crap like him, was a short-order cook and all of that. None of that applies to football. He didn't talk about his leadership ability, his ability to develop players. That happened at the press conference. But the first thing we heard was not that. So David Tepper's done that in the past. And if Steve Wilkes goes out here and continues to have performances like we saw on Sunday, he should get the job. And I understand a year ago, Rich Passaccia in Las Vegas was not able to earn the full-time job after leading the Raiders to the playoffs. And that's a different owner, 
different situation. Bisaccia does not have a background as being or an experience as being a head coach like Steve Wilkes has, even if it is only 16 games. And it's now 18 games, counting the 16 in Arizona and the two here the last two weeks in Carolina. But if Wilkes, a Charlotte guy, goes out here and continues to win, it's hard for me to not understand why he would not get the job other than David Tepper being set in his ways and wanting to go with the trends of getting a young offensive coordinator. And if that happens, David Tepper is going to open himself up to a lawsuit because it's already hard enough for black coaches to even get an interview and for it to not just be a Rooney Rule interview, but to be a serious shot at a head coaching job. And for Steve Wilkes to now have a full-on interview where he's out there day in and day out coaching this team, showing how he's a leader, and then on the field on Sundays, so far one and one. Not good enough. They need to be better, and I'm still going to lean on the side that he's unlikely to get the job because the Panthers are unlikely to win enough games. But if he does, it's very hard for me to understand how David Tepper can't see how this man, a Charlotte native who's been here, when the Panthers won before. I understand David Tepper says there's no history of winning here. I understand they've never won back-to-back winning seasons, of course. But still... There was a period of time when Wilkes is here with Cam and Ron and Luke and Thomas Davis and Greg Olson where this team was winning the division. And we saw some of that football on Sunday afternoon. So Wilkes is going to hitch his wagon to P.J. Walker for the time being. We'll see how that works out. As I told you all yesterday, I don't think that's a bad thing. Baker Mayfield. Obviously not the answer. We saw that through five games. We saw all of last season that Sam Darnold was not the answer. And P.J. Walker... 3-1 and one as a starter. QB wins on a quarterback stat, I understand. But this, this team has rallied around P.J. when he's played. And when given the opportunity, like last week, to actually throw the football down the field, P.J. Walker made some plays. Let's also be honest here. The NFC as a whole, the NFL as a whole, and really the NFC South too, not very good. So the Panthers still might not be a great football team. We saw some positives, of course, on Sunday. A lot of positives. Plenty of questions remain, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like all of a sudden they win one game. This is a team that's going to go to the playoffs. What we've already seen in two weeks really shows you that Steve Wilkes, there's something to him, and I don't think we can count him out just yet. Still think unlikely to happen just based off of Tepper being Tepper and just not being a great football team, but it's possible. So let's look at it. Let's play the schedule game. I'm not a huge fan of going week to week and looking at, oh, hey, if they win this game or that game or whatever, but why not? Panthers 2-5, and 2-0 in division. They win on Sunday. They're likely going to be in first place in the NFC South. So why not look at the schedule game and continue to handicap Steve Wilkes' chances of getting the head coaching job here full-time in Carolina? So we'll do that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is also brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you do, 
All you need to do is add the purple hashtag hiring frame to that job post, your LinkedIn profile, and to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates that have just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked On Panthers is also brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. And y'all, I love Bird Dogs. I spent a long time wanting a pair of Bird Dogs, but never pulled the trigger until recently when they signed on to be a sponsor of the show. They sent me a pair of shorts and a pair of joggers and I love them. And they don't just have joggers and shorts. They also have khakis. And they just recently launched their sweatpants. They're super comfortable, like that cute little Charmin bear rubbing up against your thighs. You know you want to feel something like that when you're wearing them. And the sweatpants are like that. The, the khakis, they're awesome if you want to play golf, especially in the fall. And the joggers, Sunday morning when I missed my flight coming back from Providence, I had those things on. It was super comfortable waiting in the airport in and on the plane. You got to check them out. They're higher quality than Lululemon, and they're $20 less. That's what we're talking about, guys. Go get you some bird dogs. And honestly, if you're a shorts guy, you wear them all the time like me. Like the shorts I'm wearing, I wear them around the house. I wear them to the gym. It does not matter. Whether it's the summer, the winter, the fall, I'm wearing shorts all the time. And right now, I am loving my bird dog shorts. And here's really the great thing about bird dogs. They have a built-in liner. No longer do you have to have underwear separate from your shorts. They have it right there for you, and it is so freaking comfortable, which is why you guys need to get Bird Dogs. So go to birddogs.com and enter promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs rope hat. Yeah, the hats are pretty sweet, so you want one. That's birddog.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free Bird Dogs rope hat with your pair of Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts pants and sweatpants with built-in liners you will not want to take these things off i promise you that go check them out at birddogs.com admittedly i don't get enough time to watch the rest of the nfl you know those four o'clock games i went one afternoon to go play try and play golf i went to the wrong course where this was ridiculous guys i only got like nine holes in. It took like three hours to do that. I had no time to sit there for six hours. I was trying to play before the Panthers game, so I didn't sit back and watch the one o'clock games that day. And in another week, I was coming back from Raleigh, so I haven't really had much time to sit and watch the rest of the league. But from what I gather, the NFL is pretty down this year, at least early on. Like there's a couple teams like Kansas City that are obviously really good. They beat up on the Niners on Sunday. There's the Bills who beat Kansas City a week ago, and they're looking really good. The Eagles are still undefeated. The Cowboys had Cooper Rush try to lie to themselves, at least the fans and some people in the media were saying Cooper Rush was going to be that guy. Well, he's not. Dak Prescott's back, and they're, I think, 6-1 and one so far. So there's a couple teams at the top of each the AFC and NFC that are pretty good, like Buffalo. We know they're good. We know that Kansas City's good. We know Philly's good. We know that Dallas is good. And, I mean, the Giants are 6-1. and one. I don't know how really good they are. There's a lot of parity in the league. And that's kind of the point of this whole thing. That's why you have free agency. That's why you have a salary cap. You want to have every team kind of be right there on the level playing field, which is why you have to have a quarterback and a head coach and a really smart GM who can sign and draft the right players. And then you can develop those players to be able to get ahead 
in the NFL nowadays. Everyone's meant to go 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight now that we have 17-game schedule. And that's why, I guess, you can't really discount the Carolina Panthers, although they're currently 2-5 and five overall. They're 2-0 and oh in the division, which is very important and why we're even having the conversation. They're 2-3 and three at home and 0-2 oh on the road. And they look well-coached now that Steve Wilkes is there. That was only one week. We'll see. What it looks like, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but as we continue to handicap Steve Wilkes' opportunity or chances to earn the full-time job in Carolina, I figured why not just look at the rest of the schedule and kind of see what they would need to do, I think, in order to, one, win the NFC South, and then two, force David Tepper's hand to hand over the head coaching job to Steve Wilkes' hometown team, the Carolina Panthers. So this Sunday at Atlanta, as I mentioned, Raiders coming off of a win. They play New Orleans on Sunday in New Orleans. And they're currently a two-point favorite. So, if Vegas is right, Las Vegas wins that game. Jameis Winston doesn't look like he's going to play. The Saints are super banged up. You also have Tampa Bay, who's hosting the Ravens on Thursday night. That same Tampa Bay Buccaneers team who almost got shut out by the Panthers on Sunday. Hard for me to believe on a short week they're going to fix their offense in time and be able to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Which then leads to Sunday afternoon in Atlanta to be for the first place right in the NFC South after eight weeks. Carolina wins that game, which I think they probably are because I'm just going to hop on board. and I'm not going to say the Falcons are going to win. They're sitting at three and five and almost through halfway through the season, they would be in first place. And who would have thought that considering the issues at quarterback, the injuries at quarterback, head coach getting fired being one of the worst third-down offenses in the history of the NFL and the overall ineptitude that we had seen through the first six weeks of the season. And again, one week does not change anything. But right now, the Panthers have an opportunity to grab a hold of the division and to continue to propel Steve Wilkes to the point where David Tepper has to hire him. So for me, looking at it, they have at Atlanta, at Cincinnati, home against Atlanta, at Baltimore, Home against Denver, then the bye at Seattle, home against Pittsburgh, home against Detroit, at Tampa, at New Orleans. What they would need to do, in my opinion, looking at it and looking at the rest of the NFL and knowing that, hey, any given Sunday, and especially this year, where it really feels like anybody can beat anybody. Like, I don't think the Panthers could beat teams like Kansas City. I don't think they would beat the Eagles. I don't think they would beat Buffalo. Maybe they would be competitive. I don't think they would win any of those games. But everybody else they play especially if they get performances like they got on Sunday from P.J. Walker and, of course, the defense, they can beat them. So when I look at it, they have not been great at home so far. They're 2-3, and three, but they're also 0-2 on the road. But 2-3 and three at home, but they have won both of those games against division opponents. Let's say, looking at the rest of their home schedule, Atlanta in a couple weeks, Denver after that, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. Look at those teams. They can beat the Falcons, obviously. And I think they should be able to beat the Falcons at home. At the very least, you need to be able to hold serve at home against division opponents. Then Denver, train wreck. Russell Wilson has that torn hamstring. How long is he going to be out? I don't know when he comes back, how healthy he's going to be. Either way, Nathaniel Hackett looks in over his head there in Denver. Great defense, but a terrible football team at this point in time. And I did watch the second half of that Jets game on Sunday. And that's not a good football team if they have Brett Rippon or even when they have Russell Wilson at this point in time. You should be able to beat Denver at home. 
Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett threw, what, three more picks on Sunday Night Football. So far, I think he has like seven in three games. Pickett, rookie quarterback, you got to make him look like a fool. And the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions. Those four home games remaining are all games I think the Carolina Panthers can win and honestly should win at this point in time. So say they win the rest of their four home games. There's two games where I just don't think they're going to win. Next weekend in Cincinnati, I don't see it happening. Especially the secondary continues to be banged up. J.C. Horn, hopefully he's back on Sunday against Atlanta. We'll see whether that's going to be the case. And it was C.J. Henderson and Dante Jackson. They're battling injuries. JC, um, Jeremy Chin will not be back at that point in time. When you got Jamar Chase, you got Joe Burrow, and they were airing it out against the Falcons on Sunday afternoon. And the Falcons, they don't have a good secondary. They're also banged up back there too. Panthers have a good secondary, but when they're not healthy – that's going to be a problem for this team. So looking at it, I just think Cincinnati, probably better team. Not probably, I think they're, they're a better team than Carolina on the road. I think they get it done there. Also, don't see the Panthers winning at Baltimore. No harm in that. A team that was in the Super Bowl last year, another team that's going to be a playoff contender and possibly win the AFC North in the Baltimore Ravens. So you lose those two games, oh well, not a big deal. After that, it comes down to four games to me, all on the road. At Atlanta on Sunday, at Seattle later on in the year, at Tampa, at New Orleans. They would need to split those games. Again, on Sunday, I think they can beat the Falcons. I think they will beat the Falcons. At Seattle, Geno Smith apparently has been slinging it. He led off uh, Football Morning in America with Peter King on NBCSports.com, and that was what he wanted to talk about. Geno has apparently looked really good. And Pete Carroll's made some really good draft choices this past season. Kenneth Walker, the former Wake Forest running back who went to Michigan State and was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He is looking at the Rookie of the Year now that Brees Hall, the running back for the Jets, went down with an ACL injury. So we'll see how that plays out. But Seattle's never an easy place to play. And if the Seahawks, who also are in a division where it looks like maybe nine games might be enough, they're going to be in the thick of things. And playing Seattle on the road is never easy. At this point in time, I would think that's probably a loss because at Seattle, and the Panthers historically have always had a tough time in Seattle where it's been in the playoffs, whether it's been in the regular season. That's just not a place where they've had success. And that's not a place where a lot of teams in the NFL, of course, have had success. You look at Tampa, New Orleans, division games. You've already held serve at home. you got to find a way to probably win one of those two games just based off of what I think is going to happen. Tampa, don't know where they're going to be at that point in time in the season. We have no idea. Those are the last two games of the year. No clue where the Panthers Panthers are health-wise or where the Bucks or Saints are health-wise. Just thinking, you can probably win one of those games. So you, if you get to 4-2 in a division, which, I mean, at this point, they're 2-0. I think they're going to meet New Orleans, or they're going to meet Atlanta and Atlanta twice. Then I, that'd be 5-1. and one. If you get to 5-1 in a division, you're probably winning the division. Because that puts you at 6-4 and four in your final 10, 7-5 and five under Steve Wilkes, and 8-9 and nine overall. If we're going to sit here and play the schedule game, which we just did. If that happens, and I don't think you can rule it out, and I still think, and I, and if I was going to put money on it, I would still say the Panthers still win less than six games just because one week does not change anything. But just looking at the totality of the NFL right now and how everyone is kind of just meh, why not dare to dream? Why not? <laughs> I know it's a Wednesday. I usually like to have a guest here. I'm trying to find something to talk about. This seems to be positive vibes. People like Steve Wilkes are on board with Steve Wilkes. Who knows? Because as, as I said to y'all yesterday, I would rather establish a winning head, a winning culture and solidify a head coach in Steve Wilkes this season than be the worst team in the league 
and then have a pick and litter of a quarterback. Because just because you draft a quarterback does not mean that's going to be the guy. We've seen it in the NFL. Look at Monday Night Football with New England and Mac Jones. There's now a quarterback controversy in his second season after he was a pro bowler. Should there be? I don't know. But there is. Justin Fields looked fine. Looked pretty good on Monday Night Football. Trevor Lawrence been okay so far. Jags are still, like the Panthers, only 2-5. and five. Zach Wilson looked awful when I watched that game against the Jets. And I was never a Zach Wilson believer. He looks awful. Trey Lance, haven't really seen enough of him at all. Jordan Love hasn't even got an opportunity to play for the Packers. And when he did, he wasn't good. Kenny Pickett so far has not looked great as the lone first-round pick from what was considered a weak quarterback class here in 2022. And we have two guys on the roster that show you that it's not a guarantee if you draft a quarterback that that guy will work out. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, the number one and number three overall picks in that 2018 quarterback class, which was considered a very deep quarterback class like the one coming up here in 2023. Darnold, Baker, flopped. Josh Rosen, Rosen, massive failure. Lamar, former MVP. Josh Allen, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL at this point in time. Two out of five of those guys in the first round worked out. So just because you draft first overall does not mean you're going to draft the right guy. It worked out for us in the past. Anytime the Panthers have drafted someone in the first round, that guy's typically become a stud. It worked out with Cam. It worked out with Julius Peppers. worked out with Luke Keekley, Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy. It's worked out in the past. It's not a guarantee. So, yes, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'm also trying to find something to talk about here on a Wednesday, to be quite honest with you. But I don't think it's that far-fetched. I think it's still very unlikely, but I don't think it's that far-fetched that somehow this team gains momentum and they can just get competent quarterback play because that's really what it all boils down to. They're a better coach team now. Better coach team. Ben McAdoo, we sat here and we dragged him the last couple weeks, really all season for his game plan and his offense being terrible. Really good game plan on Sunday for P.J. Keep doing that. The rest of the league is going to have to adjust, and you're going to have to readjust and find a way to continue to have success with P.J. Walker at quarterback as long as he stays at that position. But Ben McAdoo did a better job. Chris Tabor's done a really good job with special teams. And that defense changed a little things up. But Steve Wilkes, we know he can coach defense. And we already knew before this was a great defense and one of the best in the NFL. It really comes down to some sort of consistency at the quarterback position. Just average play. And if average play this year with that defense and a running game like we saw on Sunday, hoping that it sticks in the O-line playing the way they played so far this season, that can keep you in the thing in the middle of, of all this NFC race in the South and in, in the entire conference. So again, highly unlikely it happens. I get that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, it wouldn't be crazy if they went 6-4 and four in their final 10 and 7-5 under Steve Wilkes and found, out, found themselves 8-9 and nine in the top of the division, especially if they're able to be 5-1 in this division, because then they would own all the tiebreakers. So we'll see what happens. Panthers had to make some roster moves on Tuesday. We'll go over those here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks, which is our official fantasy sports sponsor here at Locked On Podcast Network. So how does it work? You pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. That includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, which is coming up soon, soccer, NASCAR, even esports, tennis, boxing, cricket and so much more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy 
safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and canada download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 when you download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com today if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so let's move away from kind of the fantasy world of the Panthers competing. Like like, like I said, the division's no good. We saw it happen in 2014, and Steve Wilkes is going to be preaching that message throughout the rest of the season. P.J. Walker looked good on Sunday. Is he going to look like that every week? Highly doubt it. But if he takes care of the football and they lean on a run game with that defense, they can beat pretty much everyone else left on their schedule. Not saying they're going to beat everyone else on their schedule. They can beat everyone else left on the schedule. Don't think they beat Baltimore. Don't think they beat Cincinnati. Probably don't win in Seattle. But the rest of those games, yeah, they can win those games. We'll see what happens with Carolina. Got to stay healthy, of course. Got to get guys like J.C. Horn back. Got to get C.J. Henderson back. Got to get Dante Jackson back. Of course, got to get Jeremy Chin back. And you need to have the running game continue to do what they do and continue to get guys like D.J. Moore involved and find some other receivers like a Terrace Marshall, who had some moments there on Sunday, and a Shai Smith, a Levitska Chenault, more involved in the offensive passing game. And then you could actually have a team that looks average. Now, I know a lot of people don't want them to look average. But again, if I t- as I said, if they are the worst team in the NFL, it's not just a quarterback and they have a long way to go. And they still have plenty of questions to answer over the next 10 games and over the offseason if this is really going to be a team moving forward under a new head coach and this general manager, Scott Fitter, and likely a brand-new quarterback if they're going to move forward and actually be a team that's set up for success in the future. So that is all very true. I am not dismissing that this is still not a good football team. You are what your record says you are, but we could also, again, be here next week saying, hey, this is a 3-5 and five football team and currently in first place of the NFC South. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping for Steve Wilkes. He can earn the job. Would love that for him. Of course, the sentimental value of me, a Charlotte guy, also me, black, watching another Charlotte man who it looks like me earn the head coaching job. That would be great for him and he looks like he is exactly what the Panthers should be looking for in a head coach do not pigeonhole yourself to say we only can get an offensive coach that would be great as long as they get the right quarterback and they're actually good at coaching offense so we'll see like I know people love the Steichen guy up in Philadelphia is it Steichen or is it Jalen Hurts I know everyone loves what Mike Kafka is doing is it Kafka or is it really Brian Dable or is it Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley being healthy is it that? I, there's obviously plenty of reasons why coaches have success and why coaches don't have success. We saw that here in Carolina with Matt Rule. Again, had they had a quarterback, had he gotten quarterback right, we're not talking about Matt Rule not being here in Carolina. But he's gone. 
good riddance, goodbye, whatever. So there's many things that go into it to whether a coach is going to be successful and, of course, whether a quarterback is going to be successful in the end. The Panthers will find their quarterback eventually. They will, hopefully sooner rather than later. But you've seen in Indianapolis how when Andrew Luck retired right before the 2019 season, how things didn't work out with Jacoby Brissett, who's still a fine player. But Cleveland, not like they're lighting things up so far through the first seven weeks as they also sit at 2-5, and five, and that's a game the Panthers should not have left slipped. You saw how it worked out with him, then Phillip Rivers, only for a season. They're a playoff team. Now with Matt Ryan and now with Sam Ellinger, it's hard. Minnesota fans don't love Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins has not necessarily gone there and done what he was brought in to do by the former regime with Mike Zimmer and with Rick Spielman. But he's still there. And the Vikings are currently 5-1 and one in first place in the NFC North. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender? Of course not. It's the Vikings. They have Kirk Cousins. But it's better than the situations when you look at a lot of teams around the NFL and how difficult it is to get a starting or get a franchise quarterback. We had a luxury here in Carolina for nine years, and I loved every minute of it. But now we're out in the wilderness. Hopefully, they can build the roster the right way, continue to play great on defense, and just get some sort of average quarterback play until that right guy is there. And you can always trade up. We saw Kansas City do it. We saw Buffalo do it. I get it. There's not much of an appetite, and I feel kind of the same way as well, to trade more assets considering all the things that they've done wrong in trading assets and getting quarterbacks who did not work out. But they never got the guy that was their own and the guy that they had under cost control contract and the guy that they could actually be patient with. Couldn't really be patient with Sam Darnold. Couldn't be patient with Baker Mayfield, as we've seen. So we'll see if they build it the right way. Now, a couple of updates with the Panthers as far as the injuries go. Henry Anderson, who was brought in right before week one to be a run stuffer. He is on the non-football injury and illness list. Do not know how long he's going to be gone, but he currently is on that list at the at this moment in time. If you saw last week, the Panthers added Larnell Coleman off the, Brown, the Dolphins practice squad to the active roster. He's a seventh rounder out of UMass in 2021. So he's here. Makes a lot of sense when you have someone um, like Pat Olfine, who goes on IR, that you would want to bring in another offensive lineman, and Larnell Coleman is that guy. And then Tay Hayes, who Shaq Thompson said during training camp and the preseason, like, yeah, Tay Hayes, that guy's making plays. He had the pick six off of Bailey Zappi, who might be the starting quarterback for the Patriots now up there in New England, had a pick six off of Bailey Zappi in that second preseason game. And Shaq was saying, yeah, that's the guy we need. He's a really good player, and he ended up being on the practice squad after getting cut was activated the last two weeks on the roster because of the injury to J.C. Horn. Now he's been signed to the active roster as the Panthers still deal with injury issues with J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and C.J. Henderson. Tejas kind of held his own, been okay. Young guy, going to learn. App State guys, congratulations to all the App State fans out there who listen to the show on a daily basis. So we'll see what happens with that. But Tejas, now on the active roster, happy for him, especially a guy who played really well in the preseason and earned it, like Marquand McCall. Earned his spot on this roster. We've seen guys like Bravion, like Davion Nixon and like Phil Hoskins get released while Mark McCall has continued to get opportunities Sunday after Sunday and has made a couple of plays. And that's how this thing works. You make plays, you stay on the field, you make the team. Tay Hayes earned his keep. Same thing with Mark McCall. And welcome to Carolina to Larnell Coleman. Okay, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And you can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And be sure to follow me 
on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you on Thursday as we sit down with Locked On Falcons host Aaron Freeman and tell him how the Falcons are going to get their ass kicked on Sunday as the Panthers head down I-85 South to go 3-0 in the NFC South Division. See you then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.